The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I? And where are you? Can you imagine like, his head I being inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi Tsuchiya. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little, like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Fight those traffic tickets with Off the Record. Snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. Do you know who we should hit up while we're here? Who? Uh, so for the Where listeners, we? we're in Auburn, California, which is uh, between Sacramento and Tahoe. Lake Tahoe, that is. Um, our boy. Who's our boy? Scott Pruitt. Oh, Scotty P. <laughs> the old oh, ass we should have gone to his uh, he's vineyard. Got a, he's got a winery, winery here. He's got car stuff. He's a car guy. Yeah. Car gal. Um, anyway, just came to me right now. Uh, old spiky hair McGee. Yeah, we should have hit up Scotty P. Dang it. All right, well, next time. Maybe we can still- maybe on this property. Maybe it's not too late. Tell him to come to the, the kickoff yeah, starting yeah. point. The kicker. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. You know, I'm really hot. I'm warm. It's a little warm. Say. So you did not get the AC fixed on your 944? No, there was no attempt. There's no attempt. Uh-uh. Do you even know what's wrong with it? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. A line blue. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. They've exploded. At some point, like vapor. not necessarily maybe uh, a, where a, a junction or whatever. Yeah. Something blue. And that was about I, four years ago. <laughs> Dude, it was pandemic. It was like early pandemic. Early pandemic was the first actual drive we did during the pandemic, like or coming out. Yeah, we'll not even it, coming we'll out. We'll call it, it two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Um, uh, I probably need a compressor. I probably just need to go through the AC. I think I'm going to do the th- same thing with my E30. I'll, I'm going to do it. All the lines are good in my car. All it needs is I think it needs a compressor. Yeah. Uh, it had been replaced by the previous owner with a reman unit, but. When I bought it, I could already see dye coming out of it. Mm. And uh, he put like $1,000 into it right before I bought it because he was living in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then it went out on me, and I was too poor and cheap to fix it. And even yeah. though it would have been nice, uh, I was working over the hill at the time, so it's, you know, 95 degrees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think yeah, I need to do it, too. It's worth I... fixing. I don't want to take it out. I took the belt off, but I don't. Oh, I yeah. never took the compressor off because it's like, why? You know, it's not... It could... Some people are scared that they'll freeze up and ruin some, but I don't know what that would do on your car. No, my car, I think it's fine. So I'll have to flush the lines, put a compressor on it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Just have it done. And uh, have AC. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to do it to the 911 too. All the stuff's been taken out. Oh, okay. But so just of the engine compartment. So you're starting over? Uh, Well, it has a brand new condenser, but it's out of the car. It was like, so the guy was like compiling putting together parts to put back in. So I, I have all the lines. I see, I see. I have a brand new condenser. It probably needs a compressor. Got it. So it's like I have a compressor. That's a, a bank. But it probably situation. needs one. It's probably 700 bucks or something. Yeah. And then all Who the knows? labor, the, a lot of yeah, labor I mean, to flush that stuff and it's recharge it. And, at least 2K. Yeah. Maybe 2,500. I never asked you, but do you think you'll keep this car for a while? Which one? The black one. That's a, a good question. Warren. Before you answer that, I was just thinking of this because Art got a skyline. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Art is not with us yet. He comes later on the yeah. rally. Um, how cool would that be once we have all our cars together? 
Oh, it'd be awesome. The new dude. cars. I know. You know? Yeah. E36 M3, uh, Skyrine, and, and Porsche 911. Yeah. It's very uh, us. If yeah. you were to like stereotypical cars that we would purchase it's each. It's so true. It's, exactly. oh my, it's on par. Dude. JDM Part art. Of the course. Whatever. I got a B, another BMW. Yeah, and I got another and Porsche. Got, and you got a 911. Yeah. So true. It's dude. exact. And it's so, like, I think a Richard Chang came up to us. Like at one of the morning motors right after we had sold, oh, you yeah. know, to Haggerty. And he's like, I'm so glad to see you guys like are buying car. Like it's so, it's so rad. Like it's so true to who you are or whatever. Right, like right. the first thing we did was buy cars. We weren't posers. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is funny. I and, don't know. and Rick got a 356 uh, Speedster replica. <laughs> And a McLaren. Are we allowed to talk about that? I think why not? Yeah. Ricky boy, are you so, listening? Yeah, Rick got a McLaren 570S McLaren. I'm all jacked up. Purple, on, by the way. Uh, I I don't I don't understand it. I'm I'm happy for him, but I don't understand it. That's all I can say. Yeah, I I don't even have to understand it. I just I'm I'm super stoked for him, and I think it does. It's not like it's an old enough car. I think it's a 2016. Ancient, it's, ancient. it's not a super depreciating asset or anything. It's mm -hmm. like fine. It's like whatever, dude. I think it's a. And just, then what did Brad get? Brad got like thirty cars. I don't even know what he got. I'm not sure a what BRZ Pow or no. I saw um, Brad DeSantis at Greenwich. Yeah, and he bought the Rad 44. Yeah, I know. And he said that the paint is basically ruined because of the wrap or the the graphics. They yeah. just were on too long, and he's been really well, working out on. in the desert too. Exactly, and so he's got the wrap or the graphics off, but working the paint. It's like, yeah, I don't know if it'll ever come back. But uh, he's debrading it, is what I. That's good. He's rebrading it from the other Brad to his Brad. I was gonna miss. I was gonna DM him, tell him to really clean those seats because I never drove it after he he drove it, and then I got it in, and, and I it was like. Oh, getting into a sauna like it was <laughs> not even a sauna hot tub because all of a sudden my back was instantly wet because his, he had all his back sweat oh gosh oh, well yeah it'll be it'll be nice i'm sure um but yeah so that's that's a little car update uh on that no but stuff. uh will i ever sell the black 911 i might sell it yeah well sure. no i guess not i know you may sell it but is it something you envision keeping oh is for it like a full-on keeper like are you gonna really like put your heart and soul into it as like you uh -huh. know a lane car and I'm keeping it pretty, pretty mellow. What it is, yeah. And then I think I still have my eyes, uh, my eyes and heart are open for a Targa. I know, um, right? If a great Targa came along, you'd want to trade up. Yeah, I'd buy it and then sell this or something like that. Yeah, because uh, I like the car a lot and it's rad and it's like it's a cool car. But um, and I could keep, I could see keeping it forever. Sure, it's, right. It's Get awesome. the space and uh, money for it. But the sense of occasion with a target, I would love to have a target because it would, it's like right now I have two Porsche coupes and having that like roof off one would be an awesome thing. And do you, does it have to be a G body or are you, would a 964 be more desirable? Oh, 964 Targa. I mean, shoot, that's that kind like, of a hard one because that's such a cool car. I know. And they're so rare. I think a 964 Targa would be awesome. Thomas Parks is so nice. Yeah. Perfect. I want a mint green one. Oh, jeez. Be like 250 grand. I was going to say, even how many do they make? Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, we'll update Anyways. as we get on. So Art is not here. He'll be here later, but he did get his skyline. So we're not going to let the cat completely out of the bag because I'm sure Art will talk for an hour about it when he mm-hmm. gets it. But I saw it today briefly. It's it's very nice yeah. for what it is. Like it's an old Japanese car, and it's very, very nice. Yeah. So he's stoked on it. Um, there's a lot of cool little details, expensive, like period correct Nismo stuff going on. So. Uh-huh. Uh, there'll be more of that story. And he is bringing it on the rally, which was a game time decision. So that meant that he was not going to bring his M3 because it's too nice and it's an automatic. And he wasn't going to fix his E30 because he's a lazy piece of shit. Yep. And he didn't have any other car to drive. So he's going to turbo a car or get a press car. And the press car, I guess he worked his magic because Art's the most just schemer sales guy that we know. <laughs> and he was able to convince BMW to give him an M5 competition, which um, Lane and I both didn't really realize that was, <laughs> that was on the table. <laughs> we're, mm. We were going to just be taking our old cars with no AC. And then so Art decided to bring in Skyline. So I got the benefit of the M5. So I'm in an M5 competition in brilliant forest green. I don't know what Is it that is. what it's called? No, I have no idea. What do you think about the color, Warren? It's more bright than I realized. Like on the outside, it doesn't look, because I can see little bits of it, you know? Uh It looks kind of dark, but in the sun, it's got a lot of flake. Yeah, I like it. I do too. The highlights are very yellow. Yeah. Like right now I'm looking at it and the rear spoiler area is just like like a yellow green. and And then the shadow portions are like kind of a dark green. It's slightly brighter than... Uh, Alpina green, but if yep. you had gold Alpina graphics on this car, Sick. it would look really good. So, yeah. what color are the calipers? Are they gold? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a flat, like a matte gold. Yeah, um, it's nice, and the interior is white, like almost yeah, that's white, crazy, and it's really nice. It's oh, sure. not obnoxious like the other. What what do we have? Was that the M three? No. Oh, M three. The M three with competition. M3 had the yellow no CS, but it had those crazy buckets that were like oh, yeah. like uh, transformer yeah. style, like not comfortable. So th- this is more GT. Mm-hmm. It's it's fast and capable, but um, comfortable. DCT, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They don't make a manual, right? No, it's F. Yeah, yeah. Paddles. It looks good. It's like very. I mean, they didn't like mess this one up, right? There's so. one picture I want to recreate. It's when they introduced the. 540i before the E39 M5, they had a 540i. Do you remember it had yeah. those special wheels and a manual? Uh-huh. They the had deep this dish, dude. Deep dish, yeah. And they had this one photo of it, kind of like on an alpine pass with mountains behind it, and it was just like you know, a uh, very nice profile shot. We gotta try to recreate that on oh, this trip. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, sounds good. So we're about to start the Sierra Rally three, and it's uh. It's going to be a really awesome uh, location-wise, like scenery-wise. I mm-hmm. think it could be the best, most scenic rally yet. Don't want to throw out there right now at you. But uh, the, the proof will be in the photos, so you guys will have to look out for that. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk about, can I talk about Greenwich for a minute? Uh, we don't talk about Greenwich. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, well, yes. Yeah, so Greenwich Concordia Elegance recently happened, and... Uh, we had a Radwood show there, um, and I say we, meaning I, <laughs> went out to do this. Just you, right? Just myself, which is the only time this has happened. I have I did that, that Summerfest thing for uh, Dirtfish to promote, oh, yeah, promote our show. Like that was nothing. I just sat in a booth. 
this is like an actual Radwood parking 80 cars and dealing with logistics and stuff um, solo. So Art could make it. No one could make it. But we had a volunteer who is awesome and a friend of the podcast. He's been on before. Tim McNair, GP, uh, Grand Prix Concours. What's his name? Grand Prix Concours? Is that his? I think it's GP Concours. GP Concours on Instagram, but he's got a show on YouTube called Beyond the Details. It's a Haggerty show. Haggerty show, and it's really good. It's uh, straightforward, but he's a master detailer slash restorer of all sorts of insane cars, including every McLaren F1 and every every car you he's can like think of. He's like the McLaren F1 detailer. He's the McLaren F1 detailer. Go listen to the podcast with him. It was fun. That was fun. Yeah, he wants to be on again, so we'll have to do that. Um, his friends are Jason Camisa and all that, all that good stuff. So he was going to be there as a class judge anyhow. I found out a lot about judging too, which we can get into later. But oh. um, yeah, did you know the judges have to sometimes um, procure the cars? No. He he had to like reach out to his people to get the cars that were in his class. Interesting. This is almost like my wife throws a charity every year and they have like the people on the board and each board member is responsible to fill up a table. See? That's exactly what this is. Right. That's basically it. So anyhow, he for whatever reason, the last two years he's judged the supercar class, which uh is the most ridiculous concord class that i can think of because they're all so wildly different oh, and yeah. they're basically brand new mm-hmm. i mean there was a viron so whatever year that is but uh yeah. i can't tell it 10 years know, old 10 years old but you know they're all new cars and yeah. uh, they're all perfect and mint and like very difficult to say one's better than the other however aston martin valkyrie was there and it's radical in person, and that one for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. I knew it before even. But that's the thing: the it's not the car; it's the detail job essentially that wins a lot. Yeah, because it, that's like I remember reading like whatever PCA magazine or something when I was a kid. It would be like people showing their brand new like it was like 1992, and they'd be showing their 1992 911, you know, or D, like Concor. Yeah, and it's all about the. Who can clean their car the best? Yeah, it's really silly. There was a Glickenhaus P, whatever. I don't even know what they're called, but that thing's... I appreciate what he's trying to do, but it's not my cup of tea it's at all. It's not pretty at it all. It is a center seat, which is cool. Uh, man, this one was awful. It was a gold on like like a weird alligator, like a fake alligator interior. This is the one last year you guys were talking about how, how like they had really cool details. They brought the race like, car last year. This is the street car they're going to make uh, like 50 of. Gotcha. And I talked to one guy who has one on order, which was wild. He's the guy who brought the Carrera GT into Radwood, oh. tried to park it in Radwood. I had to t- help him to move. Yeah. But, uh, you're all 04, buddy. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. And, uh, so there's a Glicken house. There was a, a Huayra, um, a, a long tail, not art, but a speed tail. Oh, the new McLaren speed tail. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Veyron and, uh, Valkyrie and stuff. Speed tails are kind of cool. Looking. They're very cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be the McLaren like I would understated, want. Understated, but like a gr- but crazy looking because there was that one at Velocity that was just insane. It was like that brown. Oh yeah, dark brown. Yeah, like almost like a. That was crazy at Velocity because there was like seven of them. Or I think eight, eight of them. Yeah, yeah it's like the most ever. Anyway, yeah. so Tim McNair helped out on Saturday props, show day. Tim. Yeah, big props. So he was my other parking buddy, and then uh, we had other volunteers as well, kind of funneling cars in. And yeah, it was just, you know, really good stuff. We tried to make it like an iconic Radwood royalty only display. 
had a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, like NSX Type R, uh, really low mileage uh, Audi that was there, an Audi V8, which I love. Uh, AMC Eagle Sundancer, which is the two-door Targa convertible four-wheel drive with shag carpet, like crazy uh-huh. car. The There was an F40. Uh, there was an F512M, which is the last of the Testarossas. And apparently he told me, the guy that drove it in, he said... It drives so much better than a 512TR, which oh, I thought they 512 were... 512Ms are ugly. They're funky, right? Open so headlights. Ugly, yeah. I mean, covered those headlights, but they're, they're and, open. Uh, and funky wheels and weird taillights yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I hate those. But he said that it's like a notch up. It's like a GTS. Better than a TR? He said it was... I thought they were just like a facelifted TR, like yeah. no change. He said it drives way better. Hmm. So maybe it's like a 928 GTS. Yeah, maybe. You know? But I mean... Hmm. And they're five hundred grand now. They're like Ew. really expensive, super rare. Yeah, those so. are funny looking. And the Radisson show is a Bia Genie uh, LX one point eight IE car. I've never heard of. So words. We got this Letters. submission, and I sent it to Art. I was like, "Have you ever seen one of these before?" He's like, "Holy shit, no!" It is a Golf Cabriolet Country. So it's a Synchro. If if Volkswagen made a Synchro Cabriolet which is already rad. And then an Italian company redoes the interior and adds on body parts to it. So the nose cone is different, the headlights, the grill, the tail is different. But if you look at the side profile, you can see it's a Volkswagen Cabriolet, but it's synchro, manual, and it has a blue suede Recaro interior. It was insane. And it's uh, the owner, Mike, works for uh, Rotiform and the, the mother company of that. Like, yeah, he used to be with Thule. Exactly. And yeah. so that's his car, and he imported it from Switzerland, I believe, just a few months ago, and it was its first kind of like real show. When I first saw it, I didn't know it was a Golf, dude. I mean, it's not branded as that. It, you but gotta, it didn't even look like it to me. But then the when picture. you look at the side side profile, you're like, holy shit, that's a Cabriolet. Yeah. And it's Synchro, which is so wild. That's ridiculous. I mean, they made a Golf Country, which is super rare, or a Golf Rally, like both yeah, of those things was, exist. Yeah. But this is like... The ultimate expression of just, it's kind of like the AMC Sundancer if you were going to make this weird convertible ski car, <laughs> really is like how they marketed it. And it was just like a rich Alps cabin car. It looks like, I, at first I thought it was some kind of Renault or something. I know. Like it just like French or like funk, you know. Totally. Like- Totally. Yeah. Or like some weird, uh, you know, off-brand thing like a Rin Speed. Or yeah, a, exactly. Like they took it and, and made it all, you know, their own. But no, it's huh. it's really cool. And so Radisson Show. Um, and then like there's a bunch of other cool stuff for sure. Uh, that Pajero uh, Mitsubishi rally truck and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But uh, really good show. And the cool thing was that this year was a little bit more known that Radwood is going to be there. So it wasn't like People were like, what is this? Like, what is Radwood? It was like, uh, people cool. came for it. There's a lot of young people. Awesome. And uh, they were really into it. So, and then Chris Jacobs was the host and this other uh, lady, Dana, I forget her last name, but they were like the on-screen talent. And so uh-huh. we did a walkthrough together on on camera and like went through all the cars and oh, talked cool. about them. And he, he was great. And then we did the award ceremony together, him and I. And yeah, super nice guy. Um and he was, he was really into, like, some of the cars, especially the AMC. I think that was, like, the crowd favorite. Really? It was just so weird, and mm-hmm. no one's ever seen one, and it stands out. It was yeah. beige on brown. You know, it's just, like, yeah. this funky early 80s experiment that no one knows why it exists, but it was there. So Yeah, yeah. 
Anyways, but uh, I was going to talk really quick about my trip out there. And this, this is a really long story. I'll try to do it quick, but it's got some layers. Um, all right. So San Francisco to Detroit, Detroit to White Plains, New York. That's the route. Flight to Detroit's no problem. I go to my favorite restaurant in the airport, Cat Cora's. You know, you know it well. I know Cat from get the a, old Food Network. Yep. Yep. Get a grilled avocado cob. Give it a try. Um, Iron Chef, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then we get on the little plane to Detroit. Now, unbeknownst to me, the flights into New York all day have been getting canceled because of weather. So LaGuardia, Newark, people are stuck in Detroit because they can't get to those flights. So we have a flight leaving and going to like just outside of the city, really white plains is like a 45 minute train ride or something to Manhattan. So people are at our gate trying to get on the plane. Like there's, there's like two seats left or something and they're all trying to get on. And so they're offering, they're saying, this is the most classic thing to me. If you have flexible travel plans, we're offering $200 for if you want to change flights and it's late in the day, like this is the last flight out. So you'd have to wait till tomorrow. How flexible are flexible your travel plans? Yeah. Who who's being like, yeah, two hundred bucks? Yeah, I, I drove here, I parked, I like totally. So then they go five hundred bucks to anyone who's interested, right? Six hundred bucks. It's getting closer to the flight time, and I'm sitting across the way just watching all this shit happen. Oh, here comes Hushy Pushy. He's got the BRZ. It's looking good. Oh, and Brendan, these sons of guns. Um, so we get uh, we get a little closer. They're up to eight hundred bucks. And then they, they throw in the old 800 bucks, yet it's just a Visa gift card. So it's not even cash or like uh, credit on Delta. It's it's like, you know, a Fuddruckers gift card or yeah, a yeah. 7-Eleven bucks. Or, <laughs> I don't even know what they're offering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, no, one, no one bites. This one guy walks up and he looks like Bill Maher. He just has this kind of like New York Jersey sort of look to him. And uh, he, he says... Uh, Thousand bucks. I'll do it for a thousand. Oh yeah, like, yeah. And and you know it's this young girl, quite attractive, I must say. But she doesn't. She's like, we only have eight hundred dollars. That's probably the max they can go. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we we don't, we can't do it. Sorry. Um. And he goes, I'll do it for a thousand bucks. Like kind of yelling to everyone else. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. <Are you> gambling. <laughs> And uh, they make one more announcement for 800. And during the announcement, he kind of chimes in, so you can hear on the mic, thousand. Like what? what? Dude, it's crazy. So I, this is important. It'll, it'll come back later. So I, uh, oh, I, I no. put that in the memory bank. Yeah, like, sit next to this that guy. guy's terrible. And uh, we get on the plane. Meanwhile, as they're they're scanning the tickets, the girl who's scanning my ticket under her breath goes, "God, this flight is a nightmare." And I go, "Who says that?" Right before <laughs> I'm not the problem. Like, it's just so it's that guy basically. She's like super over him. Yeah. Get on the flight. And we're stuck at the gate. We don't go anywhere for a while. And this is a small plane. It's a CRJ 900. So that's like two by two rows, tiny okay. engines on the very back of the fuselage. Mm-hmm. I'm in the very back. And I'm sitting to a, next to a girl, lady, totally fine, nice. Uh, and she had just got back from a month of army training in the California desert where she had slept on the ground for a month. <laughs> and she okay. was just trying to get home. Yeah. Anyways, that's another side story. The plane doesn't go anywhere forever. And I'm like, what is going on? Still not going anywhere. Half an hour goes by. We haven't left the gate. Then I see Bill Maher guy get up and walk to the cockpit and knock on the door. Uh. Captain gets out, pilot, 
do you call him captain or pilot? Yeah, captain, captain. speaking. Captain. captain speaking. He's a captain. Yeah. He gets out. He talks to Bill Maher guy. They're having some heated debate, and the captain's like shaking his head and kind of like looking down the ground, like I'm sorry, no, no, I don't know what's going on. But I realized, well, oh, he wanted to get his 800 bucks, <laughs> right? There's two empty seats on the flight, which is really weird because they said it was overbooked and blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. And I go, this is that's weird. Okay. Long story short, he's trying to get them to let on his friend who was trying to get one of those seats to New York, but they said the flight was full, and he sees that now that he's in the plane, it's not full. They stop everything and get that person on. So this no. lady, this lady at the like forty-five minutes later, rushes on the plane and sits down. I'm like, holy cow! This is important because now we are pushing up against weather for our land. Wait, so you guys were just sitting there, not even sitting taxiing? There. Nope, or, oh. sitting. She sits down. We taxi off. Fly. Flight is totally fine. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. A super short flight. Now we're coming into New York, White Plains, HPN, and it is cloudy. I can see it like I can see some city lights and then it's like white, white clouds. And we're in the white, white clouds for a long time. And we're going, you know, as our final approach, like lower and lower and lower. And I can feel it, you know, and we get down to a point where I can see flashing lights on the runway, maybe a hundred feet, maybe less full throttle up back around. And I go, holy shit, that was, that was crazy. And it felt like a very rushed decision. Like the plane, it was jerked like straight. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know enough runway to stop. So he goes back around and he tells us, uh, we just tried to land. We couldn't see the end of the runway. So we had to come back around. We're hoping the, the fog lifts a little bit here. We're just going to try one more time. So they go around a bunch, come back in, same thing. In, oh in, 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 pull off the last second. But they don't have gas <laughs> fuel to like just do, hang exactly. out forever. Goes back around and he says, folks, we are running out of fuel. We're going to go to Syracuse and we're going to refuel and we're going to come back and try again. Hopefully by then the weather will lift. Go, oh my God. So everyone immediately is like, holy cow, are you kidding me? We were like on the runway yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I could see it. So now we're flying to Syracuse. People are grumbling. There's families. There's, you know, we're like. Don't they have like radar and shit that just says like you I have. I thought so too. You I have think, a thousand feet. You're, you're good. I think in those little planes, it's it's not quite like that. Uh, like if you were in a big, big like 747, yeah, I bet you could probably almost yeah. autopilot it. But no, I don't, I don't know if those CRJ little 900s. But mm. so now we're going to Syracuse, which I don't even know. What's, you know, what's what? I have no Wi-Fi because we're too low for the Wi-Fi to work. So it turns off over 10,000 feet. I don't even know. But flying to Syracuse, we land. It's all clear, all good. The truck, the refuel truck's right there, but the airport otherwise is totally closed. There's like nothing happening. It's like midnight at this point. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see if this works. And I already know for a fact, there's no chance they can make pull this off. It's going to be too late. And then what are you going to do if you can't pull that off? You're going to come back to Syracuse and it's going to be even later. And by like, the way, you're just thinking it might be less foggy. Right. And you're like, it's kind of sketchy, right? Like we already couldn't land twice. You're going to try to do this again. So we sit there for like another hour refueling and sitting. Nothing happens. They, they're calling back to the Delta's. This is a Delta flight, by the way. Delta's uh, headquarters and they're monitoring the situation. The, the uh, flight attendant comes back 
who's pretty talky, t- uh, chatty Kathy, and uh, I ask her if she can turn on the the outlets for the phones to plug charge because my phone's at like ten percent. And they're like, oh, sorry, it won't work under 10,000 feet. It's automatic. And I'm like, that is the stupidest thing. We're sitting here. The plane's on. Whatever. Okay. So, and then she starts saying, you know, someone asks another question like, you know, what what's, what are we going to do basically? And she's just coming up with stuff. She doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. She's just a... trying to like keep people, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And she says, you know, it's probably good they didn't try to land. I mean, if if they run off the runway, I mean, they're going to jail. And especially if there's casualties. I'm all, why would you say that? Especially We're about to go back up in the air. <laughs> We're about to go try again. Ladies moron. She's a moron. <laughs> and so, and more about her later. But so finally, after like an hour, they say. Oh, yeah, it's really bad to kill people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, if we all die on the flight when we're landing. That would be real bad. Pilots, he get in trouble. He, he's going to jail. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally what she said. So after a while, they go, you know, folks, um, we, we just can't make it into White Plains. Um, if we if we try again and we can't make it in, we're going to go back to Detroit. Syracuse. Why can't you get off in Syracuse? Exactly. And so everyone's like, are you crazy? Just, we're not going Uber back to Detroit. They said, there's no one at Syracuse to let us off the plane. They have to put one of the ramps up and the gate's closed and everyone's home. Put we, the slide out, dude. I know. And then the pilot says... Please just just bear with us. We're working on this. Don't try to exit the plane. If you open the emergency exits, you're going to go to jail. And I'm like, why did you put that out there? Who was even thinking you're of that? You're going to go to jail. <laughs> Who's going to think of that? <laughs> By the way, now you're just pissing everyone off. No, I'm like, I wasn't even thinking of opening the emergency but exit. Now I want, now to, I want to. And now I'm pissed at you now for not I'm, letting me. Now that's all I'm looking at is the emergency yeah. exit. And I'm in the very back of the plane. I'm not like claustrophobic, but I'm like getting to a point now where I'm like, what is going to happen here? Like. Where, where am I going to, how's this going to end? Yeah. And part of me didn't want to take off again because I'm thinking like, this is a bad omen, you know, like something isn't right here. I don't want to try this again and like crash. So after another half an hour, they're like, good news, everybody. We're going to get off here in Syracuse. We're going to go uh, into the airport that we're going to get you hotel rooms. Everything's going to be okay. And everyone's like, all right, fine. So they taxi from one side of the airport to the other park. We get off on one of the ladders and go down, uh, walk across the runway into the upstairs of the airport. We go to one Delta booth that's open and it's one person, a line of 70. And keep in mind, I'm in the last, I was in the last row. So I'm in the last part of this line of 70 people. <laughs> so now it's like 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning. The line isn't moving. I'm like, this is crazy. So I go get my bag, which I had gate checked stupidly, and I and it happened to pop out. I get my bag, and there's a lady, and, she, and I'm asking her. She's like, oh, all the hotels are booked here. I'm like, what? And she's like, well, only the Marriott. I only looked at the Marriotts, and I'm like, well, oh, I, okay. And, and all she, those. And she's like really sharply dressed. She's got a sweater and a scarf and like nice shoes. And I'm like, okay, this lady might know what she's talking about. And yeah. she's like, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the bus, or no, I'm going to take an Uber. To Albany, New York, yeah. and then I'm going to take the morning train at five in the morning to Manhattan. And she's like, "It's not that; it's a, a straight shot." I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm "Like, should I do that? Should I like come together with this lady to like try to make it down there?" Yeah, and then yeah. I'm close. Like from there, it's probably just one extra Yo, little does Uber. Want me? Does she want me? <laughs> do I want her? Am I trying to start a new life right now? <laughs> I'm making alliances, and um, but then I realize like by the time I do all of that and it's going to be all night and just schlepping and who knows what else is going to happen. 
I might as well just wait till the next morning. Might as well sleep now, right? Yeah. They said that our flight was going to be continuing the next day at 1 p.m. to White Plains. Like, it's going to complete the journey tomorrow at 1 p.m. The reason that is because the crew has to get enough sleep. Wait, this is on the way out there? Yeah. So now I'm in Syracuse. So you weren't risk of, in risk of being like late to the... I was coming Thursday night. I had to set up Friday, work Saturday. So okay. I was still at a so day to play a buffer, with. yeah. So now it's 2 in the morning. The line isn't moving. And I, I don't really give a shit if they're giving me a free hotel. I'm there for work. I can just go get a hotel. So I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm getting an Uber and I'm going to this hotel that I found on my phone. And by the way, 10% battery life. And I'm just going to do that. So I get an Uber... The guy plays fucking, it's like a Timmy Trumpet situation. Yeah. Full disco lights in yeah. the back of a Nissan Rogue. I'm like, oh, what? Nissan. It's always Nissan. It's always Nissan. the wheel bearings. It's horrible. Yeah. 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 Every check engine light was on. Away. Yeah. Christmas tree on the dashboard. And so <laughs> get to the hotel. Finally, all this stuff. Head on the pillow at like 3.30. And then I have to check. I have to email the travel agents that we work with to tell them my situation because now I'm trapped. I'm not going to be able to get the reservation for the car that I was supposed to get that night. I don't know for sure if I'm on that next flight at 1 p.m., but I, I tried calling Delta. It's an hour and a half wait. I tried chatting, which is the most frustrating thing ever, you know, <laughs> on text. So I email them and say, can you confirm I'm on this flight? I'm going to bed. I'll check in in the morning. So I do that. I check in like at 730. I woke up, you know, with some light coming through the window and I'm like barely awake. I check in and yes, I'm on that flight at 1 p.m. So it's all good. I sleep in, get back to the airport. Um, got to say I went to Syracuse, which is always really great. <laughs> um, so we get to the airport and uh, it's all chaos because we're not at a real gate. We're at some like maintenance staircase and in the airport and we're all banded together now. And now we're like, we've experienced something. You guys together. are like a team. Yeah. It's like, we're, yeah. you guys we're are gonna weathered take, a storm. You guys, totally. yeah, like we're you guys. making tribes and stuff. Uh -huh. And, uh, we get there and they say, folks, some bad news. One of the flight attendants called in sick. Fuck her. And we don't, oh, it was her. We don't have enough people, flight attendants to work the flight. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is insane. So if the flight's full, you need two flight attendants. If it's less full, you need one. But they didn't know how many people were showing up because of the chaos of the whole ticketing thing. So we're like, and everyone loses it again. Like, are you kidding? Like, we're going to die here in Syracuse. So now I'm like, I should have gone with that lady to Albany. I should have started a new life. Yeah. I should have I traded everything in. Yeah. Um, I'd already be living in Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> You'd be a sharp-dressed man. Exactly. Sharp I'd have woman. a vest on right now and a scarf. <laughs> never owned a scarf. And uh, so I couldn't do that. But um, so we wait around. They say, but good news, we have a flight coming in. And one of the flight attendants is going to work our flight. She's going to get off that plane 15 minutes later. Come over. Why did they even tell you all that then? If that was the case, probably because just, I think it was because we were about to board. We were supposed to board. But at just one. say, oh, we're we're gonna be fifteen minutes. Good call. But they they wanted to give us a reason why. Yeah, but you, and so now now I'm Pandora's sitting. Pandora's box, dude. I'm sitting back. There's so many layers to the story, dude. I'm sitting back, and the pilot, who I know is the pilot, because I saw him talking to that one dude, and we've talked. We're, I'm like, I know this dick. I know. Yeah. He it, walks over to the corner of the gate area and talks to one of the Delta ladies. And I can hear the conversation and it's him going, I can't believe she fucking did that. That is so unprofessional. The flight attendant showed up for work, walked onto the plane and said, nah, I'm over it. Walked out. 
who didn't call in sick came to the flight and then said, fuck y'all I'm out. And he was like, I cannot believe it. I would never do something like that. It's just unbelievable. And they're trying to work the numbers to see how many passengers there were to see if they really needed another flight attendant. So anyway, we get on the plane finally. And it's like, at this point it's a joke. Like they're making jokes over the last, you know, like we're actually going to do it folks. Like it's really happening. And I'm like, Oh, wait to believe it when I see it. Funny kind of, it's not funny. And then we're sitting down and it's taking a while to leave again. I'm like, what is going on? What is the deal? They can't get the door closed on the plane. They're working the fucking hinge and the lock. They can't get it closed. This is like worse than my flight scene. And do you remember when that fucking guy said, or the lady said, this flight's a nightmare. Like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm realizing, like, every... I've I've been, like, in some sketchy airplane scenarios, like, near crash landings. And they always say it takes three, like basically catastrophic errors for a plane crash. It's like, okay, the weather has to be horrible. The pilot is like ill-trained or super sick. And there's a a mechanical issue. Yeah. yeah. There's like three things that have to happen. It's not like one, one of those things can happen. So, and I'm like, this is like, like something else is going to, yeah, I'm like, I'm about to die. So finally the pilot gets out of the cockpit captain and closes the door, gets it closed to a round of applause. We're now cheering for the door getting closed. Uh-huh. Fast forward, fast forward. I make it to the goddamn airport. I get in there. I get to the show field by 4 p.m. on Friday. I still have time to run around and do some shit before it's dark. You know, it's, there's time. Not the end of the world by far, but the old 3 a.m. Syracuse angle was not ideal. So show went great. Got some New Haven pizza. I also went to uh, a party on Friday night with the media team who is Haggerty magazine. So it's Larry Webster and uh, Anthony Esposito, who is the producer director of Jason Camisa's videos. It was a great guy. Uh, talked to both those guys for a long time and uh, got to, yeah, kind of see what they're all up to. Um, Greenwich is cool. It's like the Carmel of the Anthony East. Anthony had like a GT4 or something. He's right? got a Maserati Quattroporte now. Oh, okay. Which looked pretty nice. Huh. Uh, older one, like the oh. last of the first gen. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Like a facelifted one yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. Okay. I was walking with Larry. We were walking back to our cars, and he's like, yeah, things, it's wild. You know, they're so cheap, but uh, kind of scary. And we're like, yeah. So he lives out, Anthony lives out here or out there, and he goes back like for a week at a time to film with Jason and then oh, okay. comes back. So gotcha. he used to be a LA guy, I think, and now he's uh, East Coast. So Yeah, I thought he had like a Porsche GT4. He may still. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, Larry's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, so we'll see him for Detroit. But he came to uh, to Radwood, and he was really impressed. He was super stoked cool. and had a good time. And then uh, on Sunday, I went to the Concours and checked that out before my flight. It's a small show. It's really small, and it's like, you know, there's like four or five classes. Yeah. You walk through them really quick, you know. How many cars? 120. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. It's not very much, like... Radwood and Lemons combined was the same amount of cars as the Concorde. Yeah. So it's like and smaller than the Quail? Yeah. Way smaller. Huh? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one random uh, encounter was um, Matt Orendak, who runs the Concourse for Hackerty. Nice guy. New Jersey. Says water instead of water. Uh-huh. Uh, he's walking along with a sharp-dressed guy, and I immediately recognize him. I'm like, 
that's Isaiah Thomas, basketball player. Oh, yeah, Detroit yeah, Pistons. Pistons. And sure enough, I'm like, and he came up to me. He's, oh, Warren, I want to introduce you to Isaiah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, dude, <laughs> that's rad, yeah. such a pleasure. Well, I mean, I'm a huge, I had the Wheaties box. Yeah, I know. Such a big basketball fan. He couldn't have been nicer. And we talked Radwood cars that he's owned. And he's cool. like, I didn't have anything flashy. You know, I had a, I had an SEL Mercedes for a while. And I had a, I had a truck, you know, like a, a Chevy truck, you know. But my one car I did have, I had a candy red 911 Porsche. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I'm like, that's very cool. Radwood. So we'll see if we can get Isaiah Thomas to Radwood someday. Awesome, but he lives dude. in Greenwich, so that was uh, the that was the connection. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's a million other little side plots and stories, but that was uh, Greenwich. Heavy. Sounds like a nightmare. Heavy <laughs> stuff. Dude. Nightmare flight. That's... Uh, that's the worst. And it, it, it's even worse because you were only like an hour and a half away. I was 50 feet away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 50 feet from. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I asked the pilot. I yeah. said, how close were we? Because I could kind of tell. He's like, I think we were about 50 feet. Holy man. From mackerel. landing and being no no drama at all. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, everything's fine. Yeah. To a 3 a.m. Syracuse hotel. Oh, man. It was quite a scene. Yeah. But uh, all things considered, I mean, I didn't die. And, uh, you know, there could have been casualties. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Uh, dummy. Oh, God. oh, man. He would go to jail. Right? And if anyone opens that emergency exit, you're all going to jail. That's so heavy. So she said that? She, uh, the did. captain said that. Why the captain? Did you ask him? He was nervous. Yeah, he was young. Yeah. I think he was about uh, like 30. Okay. 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. And the, the kicker was his co-pilot, you know, cock, shotgun guy, was like... 65 huh. and I thought he might take the reins and land that bitch put yeah that, yeah put that bitch down yeah exactly uh man yeah so anyways that was uh that's, that's the latest that's right? the latest debacle <laughs> the flight home luckily was all good and that's I had good. live tv for the Warriors oh, win nice. but uh that's good yeah yeah so anyways here we are nice we also so, uh, had a ct4 yeah you got home Oh, yeah. So I got home and picked up a car. I got home at like 1130. I landed at 1130 and I went straight to Art's house like midnight. I picked up the Cadillac CT4 manual and drove that home in bed by 2 a.m. So that was like a gnarly stretch. I thought about getting it for like the weekend, but I just didn't. I don't know. I just, just didn't. Didn't. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't mention it or doing, you know. Yeah. So I... um. I had it for a little while. Then you drove it to work and back. Yeah, I drove it for one day, I guess. Yeah. And I got uh, a good run with it yesterday up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned a little bit more of like what it's all about. And it's a good, yeah. it's a good what, what do you think about it? I think it's good. I think it's the right size. I think it's it's got plenty of power. I don't love the arrow and, you know, the look of it. I like the look, but it just seems like it's a little too boy racer for what they're trying to do. Uh -huh. I think it could be a little bit more like refined in the looks department the wheels are terrible you know stuff like that we're like yeah chrome wheels they're polished aluminum why does why do american car companies still think that's like a thing i don't know i don't know it's so weird i know if it had like a simple wheel pattern in like graphite it would look amazing what but just, size are those wheels i think they're 18s oh, they're, they're small, small right i kind of like which is that cool they were small i like that part of it it's just the design it's like whatever cadillac yeah. style um Interior is like a, you know, a seven out of 10. If this yeah. BMW we have is like a nine, then that's like a seven. Yeah. It's it, uh, you, I, so I don't know. I kind of want to like, if we go through it, like, so looks, you like, you like the looks. I like the looks. But it had, it was, I felt like it was confused. Yeah. 
It's like this four-door sedan mm-hmm. with 470 horsepower or something, 476 horsepower. A lot, but not that much these days, you know? It's like, whatever. It goes it goes well. Plenty. It's pl- plenty, yeah. but it has a spoiler on the back that's three feet tall. That's what I'm saying. A it's carbon like, spoiler, and then it has canards on the front. I know. Like, okay, what? like a GT3 doesn't have canards. New, like, new uh, 11. New, like, that's like the craziest cars have canards. Like, the like super, the super supercar, whatever, hypercar has well, it's, canards. It's so strange to me, this Blackwing thing, A, that's one of 145 cars or something. Yeah. So it's clearly all sold out, and they'll never have a chance to buy one, yet they're still pushing it, you know, having it as a press car. Yeah, that's true. Second, it says Blackwing on the side of it the says seat. says it nowhere. I didn't even see it There's anywhere. A little tiny, little, like, badge oh. in metal on the bolster. Yeah, I Like, never, you would never see it. I didn't see it anywhere. I couldn't tell if it was even a Blackwing. And then uh, that, that was so strange to me, too. It's like, okay, you're making it this special thing, but then you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it just had the... the on the steering wheel, the bottom spoke, it says like one of 136 or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, the looks, I, overall, I like it better than the CT6. Me too. Because I think the CT6 is just like a big blob, kind of, yep. and I hate that rear C-pillar treatment. Wait, CT5 or 6? CT... CT5. 6. Is that 5? I think five. it was a 4 and a 5. Okay, you're probably right. I think so. I have no idea. Um, I know this one's a 4. This is the smaller one. And the and it's CT, plenty big by the way. The this other part. one was way too big, but it did have a usable rear seat. This one has a small rear seat. Yeah, but it was still usable. Um, but this one, this everything felt like it was more wrapped around you. Totally. Um, exterior wise, I thought you know it looked decent, but then they put this black piano crap everywhere. Plus, there was a there was no consistency in the materials used, which is like so frustrating to me. Like. They spent all this. They did a carbon front lip, carbon canards on the front. Then it has a piano black grill area, piano black intake things like fake intakes. Then it has a carbon. The carbon sp- like front air dam goes to these like little spats up the wheels, like almost like mud mud guards, mm-hmm. mud flaps. And that's carbon, and that's a separate piece, so it's not connected. It has right. a join line. It's like whatever, kind of whatever. Yeah. And then it has the same. Um, spat thing on the back side of the wheel well, the front wheel. This is all on the front wheel. Has the carbon one. The back side is just a matte plastic. The the one on the back side of the wheel. Not the piano black. Not piano black. And then under the door sill, piano black. And then you go to the rear and the rear diffuser thing is piano black or is it matte black? I, I can't forget. remember. Matte black or piano black. Yeah. And then it has a carbon spoiler. So it's just like, what? Like, there's no continuity. Yeah. And like you said, the spoiler was three inches too long. So aggressive. And huge. And where it ended on the side, it just like was kind of like ended. Right. There was no like, it didn't line up with anything. It was yeah, just kind of no, there. No radius to it. Nah, just there. It was just kind of like tacked on. Yeah. The interior, I like the interior uh, simplicity of, yeah. the, of the gauges. The and it had those, switch tog- gear, those toggles. toggles are nice. Like yeah. this BMW's way has way too much going on. They yeah. all all the new BMWs do, and Mercedes is even worse. It's got three like redundancy, triple redundancy. But uh, it feels a little old, right? Like it feels the a little, little screen, like little. But tiny in a good screen. way. Like yeah. it's it's more like ma- manageable, kind of like the Lexus, the older Lexus style. Like uh-huh. it it is what it is, and uh, it was easy to operate. Um, <sighs> 
Dude, the one thing that gets me on these cars is like the park and parking brake are in different places on every car. Oh, uh, I don't even know. Oh, it was it on was the on dash. It was on the left side of the dash, dash, and the BMW's down by the shifter. It's like, yeah. let's get to a point here where we're, I don't know. It's, I know. It used to be like parking brake was just in the middle of the car, and you right. pull it up. Yeah. And then, Unless yeah. it's a 944. Unless it's a 944. But, uh, or an... I had a good run with that car, and one of the tricks was uh, suspension on soft. Everything else, you know, higher, you know, sport. Yeah. But the, it has mag ride. But if you ratchet it up, it was too rough. And my first drive with it was on hard, and I'm like, this thing is too stiff. What would you? Why would you want this as a regular car? Yeah, it would just beat you up. But once I figured that out, and then it's you know manual and plenty of power and good brakes. And a uh, nice steering feel for yeah. a new car, for yeah, like yeah. that, for a E-Pass car, you know, sedan. It yep. felt like like nice on center feel, and uh, didn't feel like it felt. Um, it didn't feel like a lot of some of the BMWs you get into, and they're like all of a sudden it's like quick because yeah, you yeah. know, it, whatever that's. And called. the brakes uh, are too grabby. Yeah, like these you, aren't grabby at all. No, yeah, you um, tap it on. It was kind of nice. They felt very manual. How about that, that exhaust way. note, dude? A sport exhaust, by the way. I don't even know where that sound was coming from, by the way. <laughs> either it, okay this thing sounds like trash but it, it the backfires when you let off the throttle is but it's not even like it's like it's not even like the jag does that where it's like pop pop no 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 it's just like but it but it's like in the background it's so weird it was really weird i'm sure it's probably partly piped in part out of the tailpipe like you can't really tell yeah i don't think it's out of the tailpipe at all i think it's just straight up out of the speakers it felt like speaker it sounded like speakers just i might give the stereo an 8.5 out of 10 it was very good oh i didn't i didn't listen i did my i did my three songs and it was oh okay so what are your songs uh paranoid android by radiohead um it, uh, Ghetto Music by Outcast, and the third one, I kind of go back and forth on the third one, but more of like a classical, like really good voice, vocal song. So that might be a mm, Celine Dion, <laughs> Adele, yeah, something yeah. like that where you're on a really good oh, yeah. whatever your choice is. All right, that's um, good. Yeah. That's cool. But um, so, uh, Okay, so that exterior kind of done. I thought, I, I, but overall, I think it looks good. Great color, by the way. Color is great. That, Dark that gray been, with a blue tint. It was like really fan, nice. Fantastic. Really great color. I would have picked that color. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, did not get any looks, by the way. I got a lot, but they were mainly from guys in Mustangs and Challengers. Okay, I got no thumbs ups. CT6 or 5, whatever we're calling that thing. I got tons of like Because I think stairs. that one was a little bit it more was bright red, face. Yeah. Or it was like metallic red. Yep. Uh, seating, you sit way too high. Mm-hmm. can't get it down any further. Like, mm-hmm. even if you like sitting high, like, there's no option to sit lower. Right. I was sitting really freaking high on this thing. Um, besides that, I thought the interior was pretty good. They did the same thing again where they have this, like, metallic gray around the nav screen, and that's the only place it is. And then you're like, where? why is it? And then you're like, oh, no, it's around the switch surrounds, too. On the, uh, But it's on a different plane. You don't even see it. So it's just, like, one place. Yeah, they should just make it matte black know, or something, know. satin black or whatever. That's not their. Uh, Anyways, that's not their. Uh, that's high, not what they're good point. at. <laughs> not what they're known for. Yeah, but I'm gonna give it a big thumbs up. A big thumbs up. I think it's a good, a good product that hits a lot of the uh, the targets, and yeah. they'll never make another one like. Okay, it. how about this though? The engine is like nothing. Sound wise, or what do you mean? I mean, it was plenty of power. Yeah, but the, it's slow revving. 
Yeah, but for the driving that we do, like in second, it between did, second and third, yeah. that thing. But like, it didn't want to rev. It like yeah, took yeah. forever to get to six thousand RPM. It was like crazy. I know. And then, and it has power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. I would rate the engine like it. It was a good. It produced power, but that's all it did. Right. Right. I guess I don't know. Like you know, like even so, LS is all. I'll talk shit about LSs a lot. That I think they're like. It's all just like torque. Yeah. And that's their, but that's their personality. That's their personality. But at least they have that going for them. This had like not, I don't know what it had besides just had power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it went, that's for sure. But, uh, it's not going to win any, like, it's not going to win you over with the engine. No. So I, okay. I guess that's the thing. This car, the, the CT five, I guess we're calling it. (laughs) Um, Oh, what was that? Uh, the bigger one. It, yeah, the bigger one, the black black wing. It had like presence, and it had this like. It was more. What's that called? It's like it's sense of occasion, yeah, right? And it was when, more of a beast. Yeah, when you got in, you're like, oh shit, I might die on the way to the the grocery store. It was store. more of a beast. And I and every like just going from my my work to the gas station, I got sideways like three times. You know, or like yeah, you lose yeah. traction like a bunch. This thing was like very much like. It was kind of mundane in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it was more refined is what it was. It was yeah, more of a balanced, of a balanced and uh, more of an instrument for the kind of driving we do. Yeah. It wasn't a silly get loose romp on it highway, you know, Autobahn blaster. This was more of a uh, highway nine car. So huge thumbs up from you. I'll give it a thumbs up. I think it's actually I'm probably being a little harsh and it was it did only sticker for like 74 or something. Which and that's in, with the carbon stuff and yeah. all, all like and thousands today, and thousands that's of dollars. Like actually, not a lot of money at I know. all. So it's actually that it's it's rad. I wish they would make more of them. Well, that's the thing is this car will be worth twice as much as that. Yeah. And if low mileage examples will be worth a lot of money in the yeah. in the future because oh, this is it. And one other note, the mag ride felt a little unsophisticated to me. I know. I was expecting. I mean, it to be I, nicer. I thought it should be like the most sophisticated thing. It did not even on soft. It would. It kind of made me like seasick a little. You were it saying it was kind of pogoing. It was wallowing. I would expect a comfort setting on Magride should be. Oh, it should be E class Mercedes level, right? Because Not S class, but really yeah. close. Because you have the ability to yeah. change it instantaneously. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Um, but I'll say this: like, if I could choose that or the M5 for this rally, I would choose that. Oh yeah, it's tighter. Manual, it's smaller. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a great size. It's just a nice little car, but the manual transmission sets it over the top. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was cool. I, I actually like it a lot. Um I'm just like being picky about it. No, for stuff. sure. And like will Cadillac ever do something like this? Will GM ever do something yeah. like this? A manual quick sedan yeah. that has like, you know, all these different uh features like yeah. mag ride and stuff i don't know i i think that's thing of the past so yeah and, swan song and i knew before we stop talking about this car i'll go over art's take oh, just because God. i feel like he will uh he'll he'll talk oh, about you know the next nice? podcast i was gonna say soon. what's nice about this is you can do this quickly yeah. and then he does he can't talk that's about what it. i'm saying okay that's good that's good yeah so Art wrote to Warren and I, and he said, <laughs> unsolicited. He, unsolicited. He goes, since I'm not partaking in this week's pod. So he goes, likes excellent chassis balance, killer brakes set to sport halfway, decent steering feel, amazing ride when set to full soft. Disagree. Front end and profile is cool, needs bigger wheels, 
nice interior design layout. Love the seats. Loss of adjustability. And quilted leather is cool. Hey, by the way, seats, hard as Hard rocks. as a if rock. You, if you love sitting on rocks, yeah. these are awesome seats. Not good seats. Um, I did not like the seats. Not at all. That's why I was saying it was part of that first impression was it's too rough. Yeah. And the seats were a big the part of The seats were just hard. They're hard. Like, not not even, like, too tight or anything. Hard. Just hard. Sit in this M5 and you're, that's a good no, seat. No, you felt like I got into my car, my Polestar after. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so comfortable, We should talk dude. about that. That car has good seats. Okay. So, dislike likes very intrusive traction control that's such an art thing dude uh, very intrusive traction control i don't even know what sc is um sounds Stabil- like stability a, control stability control sounds like a vacuum cleaner sucking up marbles not good very true the rear is ugly the rear is weird it has this droopy trunk mm. go take I, I don't know if you're listening go take a look at it it has the License plate is like way down low, and it and it has this droopy trunk Heavy profile. Looking. It's it's kind of funky. Yeah. Um. Besides, but dude, GM is when is the last time they had a car with a good rear end? I'm trying they to don't. think. They no, they're, it's, yeah, look at the Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shifter is too dampened. Which uh, which which yeah. oh wish wish it was more mechanical feeling. I mean, of course, of course, all new cars. You're yeah. gonna put a shift kit on it. Yeah, but it was yeah, it wasn't horrible. But I, I was amazed by how much it vibrated and, and oh, shifted around. It was a little rough. Well, like uh, that, if you were like under load, yeah, the thing was flipping but around. I thought it was gonna die at one point when I pulled up to a stoplight. Yeah, and it kind of like sput, you know, and you see the shifter moving yeah, all over it had the place. A lot of play. So those uh, mounts are gonna be blown out. Yeah. very soon. Yeah, at uh, least this car. Yeah. <laughs> so those are his takes, and then he says, "My last note was trunk being." A mice, uh, oh, nice, nice size. Oh, <laughs> uh, mice size. Um, but agree with Lane, although I like the CT5, so it is a CT5. Black Series, more aesthetically, weird C-pillar C kink and all. I disagree. If I was getting either, would definitely get the CT5. Way more exciting, even if bigger. Oh, and power is more, li- way more linear than expected. Really have to rev it out. Um... Even with that low red line, which is a little odd. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just I would rather have the CT four. four. I, I agree. But CT five, it definitely is like made more of a statement. And if you want more of like a totally different thing yeah. than like an electric car, or you know, if you're looking at like if you're looking at how cars are going these days, yep. you want to go t- complete antithesis of that. CT five is is it? CT five was the sledgehammer. This is more of a scalpel. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, trivia time. Um, oh, oh, well, should we talk about the um, what we did to get ready for the rally or anything like that? I got in a car and drove oh, yeah, here. You got in a car and got here. Um, oh, I so I had Nick um, at Beeline Motor Club. Yeah, um, our friend Nick Quarta. I had him do a few. Well, I smogged my car. Yes. I think I, I think I talked about that. Yeah. Um, and then I had him tackle a few things. He wasn't able to get around to everything, but. He put the Recaro seat rail oh. on my driver's seat, which did not help at all, by the way. Okay. Um, I still can't. It's too high up, and I can't go far enough back. Okay. So that's rad. But that's he one did of those it. frustrating things. Now you're like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. But he did it. Um, so when I had the stock seat in, it was basically like I sat really low in it. Yeah. And I couldn't put the seat even close to far, like all the way back. Yeah. Uh, so would, yeah. And um, so we might weld on some extensions or do something uh, he also replaced my driver's side seat belt ah. it was frayed and twisted and broken 
and it feels so nice. Like I bet. pulling a seatbelt that is like you just know it's gonna be right. And now you'll just you won't die of being decapitated. You'll just die of like just die internal of injuries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So he did that, and then he did something else. I don't know. Yeah. Did a couple of other things, but yeah, that's great. Just kind of trying to get it, and then I'll, I'm going to bring it back to him. I'm going to have him do some other more stuff to it when oh, it's cool. just sitting there at the shop. Yeah, I'd like to see some more tools make it in that shop because, like, mainly a lift, right? He has three lifts on the way. Okay, uh, just the ones, the parking ones, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but still. so they'll be here in like th- two to three weeks. Yeah, I was uh, getting my car ready, which is really just checking fluids and tire pressure, and going to drive it around a little bit. And then I got the call that I could use this BMW M5, so competition. So the car car cover went back on it, and it's it's where it's still sitting. Yeah, yeah. So oh, and it. then uh, you should give a five minute review of the Polestar. I kind of love that car. Warren, I finally traded. drove Lane's car. We traded for a day, and I just did daily driver type stuff in it. And uh, I really can't think of a better car for if you want an electric car in today's market without stepping up to a hundred and plus thousand dollars yeah, yeah because yes i would want uh, a taycan or the audi e-tron which is badass yeah um i would even take an, a plug-in uh s-class or something like that but that you're stepping way up i mean you're talking one hundred and fifty thousand dollars easily yeah and this car i was saying to lane it's like you will have a very hard time replicating or one-upping this experience for anywhere near the money. Like, I don't think you can. Uh, The interior is amazing. It's cool, right? It's great. It's super functional. It's very sleek, yet without being too modern and uh, ridiculous without features. It has some features. You can use it all. Uh, The seats are great. Um, It's not an obvious electric car. I think a lot of people don't really know what it is. Yeah. And then, yeah, Olin's dampers, Brembo brakes, uh, summer tires. It's plenty quick. Um, It's got a big trunk. I I definitely wouldn't want a glass roof. You don't like the glass roof? I don't like that. Did it it feel hot or something? It felt a little warm. But you have AC on, right? I know, but still, like, I want to be able to at least put a, I want an opaque yeah. cover or. I've never had it where I'm like, oh, man, it, it doesn't, like, get glary. Or, I, run, know, I run hot, so it's like. I uh, do, too, but. Immediately, I'm like, yeah. this is this is something I would want to have once in a while, but. Yeah. And then, like, from the service perspective, I always know that those things eventually will leak. You'll probably be long gone. That car yeah, will be yeah, yeah. out of your life, but. Yeah. They leak, they crack, they do weird things after it's overtime. But, Although um, it is not, it does not open or anything. It's, true. It's that's fixed. better. That's so better. I don't, yeah. I don't anticipate that much going wrong no. with something that's fixed. Should right? be fine. But no, yeah. I mean, I think overall it's an amazing car. And uh, I, it's funny to think that you kind of like stumbled into it. So stumbled And into yet it. when I see you in it or just yeah. like know that Polestar you're- Polestar guy. It's like perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stuck. I, I didn't get to drive it in- uh, Yeah, I wish in, you would drive it in anger a little fun. bit. I know. Because it does like, it surprises you with how much grip it has and how fast you can like hustle it. I can only like highway 17 is like that thing is faster than anything on the road. Basically. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was plenty quick. So I took Andrew to summer camp in it in the morning and I was just doing like the little stabbing stabbing, you know, yeah. and he's like, Whoa, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> heads getting thrown back and stuff. Yeah. And uh, it's silent of course. And then the regen is cool. And yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to ask, how, did you drive it on yeah. the full regen? I just left and everything? It. Yeah. yeah. And I got used to it. So the, the brake lights come on, right? When yeah. you take your foot off. Yeah. What if you're like half on the brake or half on the gas, half off? Because it's still like meaning you're like 
And I, guess, I think it it just has a, a point, right? Where the brake lights come on. Yeah. I'm and I'm sure about if you look at that, there's that one gauge on the dash where it's like either you're using energy or or building energy. It's probably like right there. It's like that, right. that middle point, right? That's when it comes on. Yeah. I was just curious about that because you don't use the brakes really ever. No. Um, but yeah, dude, I think it's, it's awesome. And I just don't see how... Your whatever car you get next yeah. is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's unless, all I, I, unless I buy hundred fifty thousand. Unless you step up to like an e-tron, yeah, which yeah. would be badass. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of where you put yourself. It's sort of like us with our you know, fifteen year old Lexus RX. Like, oh yeah, I'm even looking at like new what are brand new Toyotas and Lexuses. I know, and they're not that much better. I know. Like I was telling you, that new CX fifty came out. It's a slightly longer lower wider cx5 Mazda. yeah it looks cool it looks cool and it's got the same motor options and everything but if you get the turbo 21 miles per gallon <laughs> so, our lexus gets 22 miles per gallon yeah so what what's going on here i mean it has a lot more power right? a lot more power yeah yeah but do i need that all right well like, that's the thing you probably don't yeah. know yeah it's crazy i know well oh that's the other thing too i was just, that ct4 black series felt like it shouldn't have got, it got 14.4 miles per gallon under our, our care. Yeah. Feels like, I don't know, like you're sacrificing a lot by having a six cylinder tur twin turbo rather than like say a V8 or something like that. Or a straight six non-turbo. Yeah. And yeah. it, and it feels like it yeah. doesn't, you, you should get some benefit to that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're an electric car guy now. You're, you're looking at miles per gallon. Like how could they? It is weird when you go to the pump now, you know. Yeah. Like I, when you go to the pump and you're like, oh, that com my commute in the here's the CT4 actual dollars was thirty four dollars to work and back, and that's thirty four dollars, and that would be seven hundred dollars a month, and I don't spend anything a month. Well, you do somehow, but not really because you charge at work. No, I don't spend yeah. anything a yeah, month. Yeah. But it, at home, you'd be paying electric. But I don't do that. That's what I know. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't, but it, some people go home and charge. Yeah, if you do that. And then but, you have a... But uh, a lot of people, like everyone that works at Google just charges at Google. Totally. And everyone, you know, like... Totally, totally. A lot of workspaces, at least in the Bay Area, I'm not... Like, this yeah. is obviously isn't everywhere. No. This is like case by case. And electric cars are like not good in a lot of situations it's like a, it has to be a perfect use case right and you got to step up to a pretty expensive electric car to be able to do a decent commute yeah like an e-golf and a leaf won't cut what you do oh yeah i know so now you're up to that 50 60 70 thousand dollar car yeah and so then you can look at it like okay if i if i bought a thirty thousand dollar used gas car mm -hmm. that's a lot of extra money till i get to that yeah, yeah. but usually you're leasing it or whatever yeah, and your yeah. monthly pay you know I don't the know. other thing is i would already have to be getting an oil change for sure and i don't have to worry or about, a brake i don't job. have to deal about all that and brakes either <laughs> yeah it's pretty rad like uh, electric car guy thing. um for certain use cases yes for this use case i'm a commuter guy if i wasn't commuter guy i wouldn't have it eh, it's if i threw that pulse right you in town you'd be like Stop. it's pretty nice i mean i know i never have to charge it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. all right let's do a little moving trivia. on art just texted some rubbish about bank of america Oh, yeah, because he tried using it and he... All right, quick trivia. Uh, last Greenwich Concours, the raddest import award went to a guy, a dude out there who collects Audis. He had an Audi... Was it Audi... It was Audi 2000? What was that thing? 2000 CS or something? I can't remember. 
Am I, am I thinking of the wrong car? What that red it? Audi that won Greenwich, the guy who has an Audi tattoo, it was an Audi, uh, Audi 4000? It was. Wasn't it a 4000 4, Quattro? 4000 Quattro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can't remember. Anyways, he came back this time around with a perfect mint Audi V8. Oh, I, I mean, love that. Insane. Silver. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, the nicest one I've ever seen. Completely bone stock. 1990 Audi V8. That is the model. Um, it was sold new at uh, Bedford, Ohio. Um, how much was this MSRP when new in 1990? He had the window sticker on it. Okay. So I took a picture of the window sticker. I mean, this is, we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this before because like e, your E30 was like a $30,000 car. It's so crazy, right? Isn't that nuts? Like and, in 1989. And Audis whatever. weren't cheap. No. They were not cheap cars. No. This was the top of the line sedan, Quattro, V8. It was it was about the nicest car they made up until that point. Audi, period. Yeah, it definitely was. That thing was baller. 3.6 liter, 32 valve, dual overhead cam, V8. How much was Two it? Two automatic locking differentials. 1990. 30, 32 grand? 32 is your guess. This is fully loaded. There were no options. Everything was automatic, including... Bose stereo with Whoa. cell phone. Oh, they were getting they were getting fancy. Nineteen ninety, forty eight thousand eight hundred and thirty five dollars. I should have I should have known, dude. Forty eight though, you would have. I, I was right with you. I was at thirty six. But tops. I should have known, like because cars used to be more expensive. Forty eight thousand dollars in nineteen ninety. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That yeah. is really. And I don't think they sold a lot of them, probably partly because of that. Because and of none that. survived. You can't find parts for any of them. No. And this one was mint, mint, mint. But I guess that was the Panamera. That was the that S- was the S class. Yeah, that was the S class. And now they're 100 grand today. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. But you just think of them. No, as now like, they're 180 grand today. Right, right, right. You just think of them as like, I don't know. I didn't. Audi was just a step up from Volkswagen, right? But this was a huge step up. Yeah, but it was like, it was right there. Because what did like a Passat BMW. cost? It was right there with Volvo. But like a top of the line Passat was probably like 22. Yeah, but it was right there with Volvo, right? It was more like, yeah. what is a Volvo? Um, seven, four, it was probably 32. Way less. Um, but, yeah. but this was their like, oh, you know what this is? There's, this is their Phaeton. Yeah. You know, this is like Volkswagen's Phaeton. It was like their top of the line crazy kind of thing headlight washers they had never had a v8 right before that full color coordinated interior with genuine burled walnut wood trim and woven wool carpeting i mean they just threw everything they had at it those things look so good and i don't even know why like they're just the that like they look so like haunchy they're simple compared to like a 5000 even even though they are a 5000 basically they're so good i mean this interior was perfect yeah it's it's great it was the best one I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that dash is such a good design. Oh, my God. So simple. Like, if you could make one of those, like, yeah. modern and reliable. And they did the white the white gauges. And good seats, right? They're oh, great seats. Yeah. And it had that Audi smell. It was just, it was uh-huh. mint, mint, mint. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was a nice one. I was going to post these on grand, DWA. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, what? Okay, 1990. I bet that was, like, 944 S2 was probably around the same price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you're right. So today that would be like uh Cayman S, Cayman GTS, let's say. So like 
90 grand. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not, so no, it's not, no, it's not I know. crazy. I just feel like when I think of Audi, I think of them as, like I said, just one step up from Volkswagen. And that just seems like a huge step up, but they really did throw everything at it. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. The Passat was like not mm. anything near, I know. near that. I yeah. know. All right. That's podcast. All right. Later. See you later. Peace.